Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries. This is the place where we discuss EVs in small town America. I'm your host, Ben, and I am recording today sitting on my back porch, so you may hear the birds chirping. We just had a few little rain showers move out, and it looks like it's going to be a glorious day. I just wanted to follow up on the Zev states that uh, I recorded last time. I found two more articles. And it just shows the, uh, well, both sides of the issue. The first was actually from the United Kingdom, so it's not really on Zev State's particular, uh, but it actually came from uh, this month. I think it was inews.com. Not sure. If I remember to, I will put that on Flipbook. But anyway, it was from earlier this month, and there is a charity called the Global Action Plan, and they are encouraging the government to force manufacturers to sell more EVs. They want a 15% sales quota, and they're afraid that there's going to be a bounce back for internal combustion engine car sales when, um, when this pandemic finally clears out and um, they're stay-at-home restrictions uh, ease up. They cite a stat that 60% of the households in the United Kingdom are two-car households. And they contend that replacing just one of those two cars would get 5.7 million more Zevs on the road, which that's probably true. The government has promised to ban the sale of petrol, diesel, and hybrid cars by 2035, and we'll see if they uh, keep up to date with that, but, you know, this would help that also, and the whole goal is to have a net zero carbon emissions by 2025, which is a, a hefty goal. One of the quotes I found particularly interesting in this was, if the car industry had spent the last decade producing Nissan Leaf-type cars instead of billions on marketing SUVs, we would be doing far better than the current level of 1 in 99 cars on the road being fully electric. That is definitely, uh, yeah, it's about focus, but, you know, um, that just shows that Britons want their sport utility vehicles as much as Americans do, and I am of the opinion that you should be allowed to drive what you want to drive within reason. Uh, the second article was actually a couple of weeks before the Colorado mandate, which was last April uh, 2019, and it was referencing uh, data from the previous year, which I am going to assume was 2018. That's the way numbers work, and um, I'm thinking that that's where their data came from. It said in 2018 that Colorado was averaging almost 15 EV sales a day. They ranked fifth in the nation for EV sales, and a lot of that reason was because they had some really good 
state incentives. Um, not only could you get the federal rebate, they had some state rebates. But according to the Kelly Blue Book, which uh, if you've ever bought or sold a car, um, you know that they value cars based on age, um, type, model, um, different things. And it's uh, it used to be a book that you could actually uh, buy back in the day, and it was blue. Um, said Kelly on it, so that's where you get Kelly Blue Book. Now it's a website, and you can punch in your make and model, and they'll tell you fair trade-in value or what private sale would be worth. And it's a great resource. But according to Kelly Blue Book, um, in Colorado in 2018, there were 12 different EV models available. During that same time, there were 48 different EV models available in California. The article wasn't that lengthy, but it did go on to uh, throw out a few stats and some plans that Colorado was looking at. It was painting a picture of the EV situation and the possibilities. Now, I tried to find stats for sales since the mandate, and it's sort of hard to uh, find anything because, A, the mandate actually is not going to be in place until 2023, in which case manufacturers have to have uh, about 5% of their sales being alternative fuel vehicles, um, or zero emission vehicles, I should say. And I think the uh, whole pandemic thing sort of skewed the numbers for everybody and everything in every aspect of life. So um, the jury's still out on whether the mandate really helped in Colorado or not. Uh, like I said, Colorado was fifth in the nation for EV sales before the mandate. So here's my take on all of this. Um, here was a hot market in Colorado. I don't know why the manufacturers, you know, reading the room couldn't see that they needed more EVs in Colorado. It shouldn't have taken a mandate. I mean, okay, so maybe you don't have one on every lot that's available to you but at least you should offer some dealerships some incentives to have them, to demonstrate them. You should take out commercials, do some marketing, buy a freaking billboard. I mean, come on. But, you know, now with this mandate, uh, they're going to get these fiats, and I'm mentioning this because it was exactly an article. They mentioned fiat, the Honda Clarity, and the Hyundai Ionic specifically, and, uh, you know me, I'm sure you can throw Kona on that list. But, um, you know, it took a government mandate to get these models to Colorado or to soon get these models to Colorado. And I just, I don't understand that. If you've got a commodity that people are buying, offer more of the commodity. It's, um, it's just common sense. Now, it's true that... Like Kentucky, there are a lot of trucks on the road in Colorado. And if you've ever been to Colorado, man, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful state, but there are a lot of trucks. And the trucks are the missing piece to this EV puzzle, that and larger e, uh, SUVs. And we know that we've known that Americans want their truck, they want their SUVs. And the thing is... Um, you know, we've had 
Tesla weigh in on their truck, and it's a very divisive thing. You either love it or you hate it. And uh, I think it's sort of cool. Don't know about the practicality. But, you know, it's still a truck. You've got Rivian and uh, Lordstown, which is going to be manufactured in the plant that used to house Chevy Cruze. Um, you know, they, these are nice trucks. They look good, but they're very stylized and futuristic. Now, they're closer to a regular pickup truck than the Tesla Cybertruck is. But, I mean, it's got cyber in a name. you got to figure, you know. Anyway, we need something mainstream from Chevy and Ford for this to be the missing piece of the puzzle for a lot of people in small-town America. We need that Silverado. We need that F100, and they need to be all battery with a 300-mile range, give or take. Um, anyway, getting back to... The article, though, there's a big difference between 12 available and 48 available. I mean, California had four times the options. And, you know, I'm not sure what's really available in Kentucky. I, I know I can get a Nissan Leaf, but the closest one to me, if I wanted to buy one off the lot today, I would have to go to Tennessee. Many... Um, and you know that I love minis, and uh, if you've listened to any of the back catalog, it's a wonder I'm not driving a mini right now. But the closest mini dealerships are in Cincinnati or Knoxville. And if I wanted a mini E, I'm not sure that I wouldn't have to order in both places. I'm not sure that either one has uh, one on the lot. Anyway, I don't think a mandate would fly in Kentucky, at least not at this point. Um, it would be nice to have all the options. And again, I'm not sure I, how I feel about mandates. Um, Colorado was a hard, uh, a hot market. They really, I don't think that they necessarily needed a mandate. They just needed options. And I think that is the key to EV adoption is you're going to have to have more options across a wider variety of price points. Um, again, trucks are key in ZEV states. Um, they're going to be because there are lots of rural areas in these ZEV states. I mean, you've got large concentrations of people in the city, but the rest of it is farming, open countryside, um, small town America. It really is. Um, and there are a lot of trucks at work in these areas, so... I think bottom line is more adoption, more options, or vice versa. More options, more adoptions. Speaking of trucks, today's moving day. We're moving my daughter back to college in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and I'll be moving her stuff today in a 20-year-old Dodge Ram, uh, which belongs to one of my friends. He's actually going up with us, and we're going to... Um, stay the night with him and his wife um, and maybe um, run around Cincinnati some tomorrow. Kings Island has a new roller coaster and air season passes are still good so we might go check that out. Um, but to say the least right now we are busy packing and uh, my daughter's saying goodbye to
friends and family. So just keep us in mind today is um, it's going to be a long day. Thanks for listening. Uh, hit that subscribe button. And, you know, if you find this entertaining, share it with your friends. Just remember the EV revolution is here, and I believe choices are key. But either way, it is a great ride.